Hey, uh, welcome back to Darwin's <laughs> Family Crest presents Heavy Metal Parking Live. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. And I'm the other co-host, uh, D. Diesel, uh, trying to hopefully sound uh, sound quality audio. Um, going the, uh, I'm learning a new, a new trick. I should have probably been using um, uh, headphones from... A while back, but I'm glad that I'm glad that old dogs learn shit at some point, not just you know after they look stupid for nine months or so. Um, it's all right. Uh, We're getting through it one step at a time. We're all in this together in this quarantine zone in the dark zone of the future past. So yeah, well, I mean, I'm happy to prove. I mean, I'm happy to say that you know we all need to learn new things. I've been pickling vegetables left and right, and I don't know the the fuck all for what I'm doing. But uh, they all turn out pretty tasty, and uh, you know, I, 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 this whole this whole earphone thing, um, it's gonna work out for the best of us, I think. And uh, speaking of pickled vegetables, let's go to places where they pickle fish. Let's go back to uh, the Scandinavian <laughs> area, and let's talk about in flames a bit, my dude. Uh, what about where the dead ships sail? Sorry, I, uh, dead ship sails. Yeah, um, I've pretty much been beating a dead horse in the Gothenburg and Stockholm, Sweden area over there with their music. I think I've kind of hit the trifecta here in like pure death metal with Opeth in more like a alternative metal and ghost. And this is what we like to call melodic death metal where you have the melodic vocals and still the death growls, not so much now, but once upon a time in flames was a lot of fucking growls. And I feel like a lot of that Opeth as well, uh, as they get older, they realize their vocal cords can't deal with the strain as much. So they kind of sway away from that. And it's like, let's do some more melody instead. But in flames is one of the forefathers of both the Swedish death metal and melodic death metal genres altogether. And one of the last, remaining surviving bands because they started this band in 1990 dude mm. what the hell were you doing in 1990 uh was that fifth grade the second time no <laughs> uh, uh i mean i was roughly nine so um uh where i was probably wearing corduroy pants and not discovering my dick um <laughs> I no, actually, if you want to be honest, um, I was really into like top 40 at that point. So I was listening oh, to yeah. I was listening to Amy Grant and uh, Go West and uh, Pepper and a little Rod Stewart. And I think, uh, um, it, yeah, I mean, I was I was scared of of uh, things like the Jay Giles band and uh, Warrant uh, because they <laughs> talked about doubt the downstairs parts. So um, and fucking two live crew, baby. Oh yes, but uh, but not yeah, but but in flames was uh, uh, was burning bright. Um, At least over there, I don't really think they saw much American play until about ninety nine, the end of said decade, when I think that was around when Colony came out and um, Reroute to Remain came out in two thousand two. Um, they started even that early starting to add a little more of the melody into the death metal which for my book that's always been my play i don't want just 
death growls in my bands. I don't care if it's two singers. I'd rather have a little bit of melody because I, I, I like to know some of the lyrics. I mean, sure. we've, dis- we've discussed it before. If I like a band, I'm going to dig into the lyrics, and the lyrics can be profound, but if it's just dog growls, I'm not going to dig into it. Cannibal Corpse, never going to be my thing for that very reason, you know? Sure. Yeah, I, I always kind of read whether or not I was going to really get be able to get into a band, like, sort of by whether or not I could actually read their name. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. if I was going to be able to get, like, I mean, a lot of the lyrics for the like the intelligible sort of uh bands that that come up i mean I, I, some of the there's there's like exceptions you know dying fetus you know that kind of thing but uh you can read that but you can't understand shit well you know? i mean if you go into it knowing the band's name you could almost see how they stylized it to see yeah i guess i can see that in that but it's kind of like a rorschach test it or is something like that at that point it's like yeah i guess I guess it all comes out in the end. You can tell what it's supposed to be. But yeah, some of those stylized death metal uh, logos are just buck wild. Yeah, it's a, it's the uh, it's the it's more of a test of whether or not you're interested enough to figure out what the fuck the thing says. So that's it's a, true. Yeah, it's a it's a, a metal worthiness uh, rather than I, I guess. I mean, it's a, it's an interest grabber at that point. Uh, but no, this band, you know, I, I, again, I like the way you classify them at this point and they are definitely, uh, sort of my favorite of the Swedish trifecta or the Norwegian trifecta that you brought up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, you know, maybe the one that I, that I hold, uh, the most nearest and dearest candle, uh, for at this point, because I definitely, um, I, I, I didn't find them, you know, in 99, but I think I think around 2007, 2008 uh, was the first time that I heard Crawling Through Knives. And, yeah. you know, it's weird. I discovered them in about 2000 and I didn't care about them till about nine or ten years later when I saw them live. Um, uh, there was a song called Only for the Week, which was on like a. I think the compilation, I can still visualize the shitty cover. It was called like The Hard and the Heavy. And yeah, only right. for the week was on it. And um, that song just kind of took me by surprise. I never heard of the band or anything. And it was like heavy keyboard, la- keyboard laden, but also had like hard and melodic vocals. And it's like, this band's pretty cool. And then I just forgot about them for a decade. Yeah. And um, the funny part was I didn't really know or care about this band until... I'm looking for Come Clarity. Hmm. Come Clarity came out in 2005. And now I still, I did not really, they didn't hit my radar. Because at that point, uh, like streaming music wasn't a big thing. I was pretty much not top, uh, top 40 or anything, but I was still listening to like our local, the equivalent of like Bob Rocks in your area now. It was Quick Rock in State College. Quick Rock hmm. would play heavy shit but heavy shit to them was like disturbed and like uh fucking puddle of mud and shit like that so i was still kind of like virginal with shit like this until i until i saw them live and literally broke my foot in a mosh pit to a song called take this life which you have a uh connection to as well take this life 
amazing fucking track. It just starts like a fucking jackhammer. It's actually the first track on the Come Clarity album, and it just comes in like a motherfucking machine gun, dude. I don't know how else to describe it. And on the pod, I'll just say, yeah, I was fucking moshing around, rolled my ankle, somebody stomped it, and my ankle went immediately three times the size it was supposed to be, purple. I have pictures of it. It was nasty. So, um, but I still hold it as a fucking great memory because that's what cemented it as this band is fucking awesome to me. And I found video of the very performance at the very show I was at. That's so awesome. Uh, you know, it'd be it'd be great to have like even if there's some kind of link like for that like attached to this episode. Um, it, it's just it's it's a great uh, it'd be a great visual aid for the you know just just for how this for how this track starts um it's a you know again another hidden gem from guitar hero uh it's downloadable content on world tour uh and like i said i i had heard crawling uh, through knives uh off of but it's that's a like the middle track on there like i'm gonna say four or five something like that somewhere in there but uh yeah but the the way it the way that shit starts out, it's just, it's just, it's, it is, it's thunder. It's just straight fucking like it's mountainous thunder. And like everybody, like if you're in a pit at that point, everybody's doing the same thing. So, I mean, I can only like put myself in your shoes at that point that you're literally trying (laughs) to pretend that your foot is, is not, you know, like doubling in size as you speak and i knew immediately it's like well that there's hurt feeling hurt and hurting yourself and that was a definite i fucking hurt myself moment you know right sure um and it's it's so crazy because i i we were talking off uh off mic about this and uh you know every once in a while it's kind of fun to to kind of you know just i don't know remember whenever you were you know 10 years ago whatever it's more virile more fucking sure. alive yeah sure so i mean every once in a while it's it's fun to it's fun to you know you know get back to some of your old habits so you know uh, <laughs> the wife and i actually broke out uh world tour um like a couple weeks ago i mean uh-huh. you're, you're running into you're running into the same sort of like activities night after night it's uh, eventually you're just like you know, hey, we spent two hundred dollars on four games and three guitars. Why don't we put it to some use to battle the boredom? And uh, yeah, I've, of of course, you know, I'm 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 uh, far beyond driven. Um, you know, and it has <laughs> yeah. and it has nothing to do with Pantera. Uh, and I absolutely shit hammer that track, and it's it's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like. I mean, I don't. I play. I play on hard, and for the life of me, I don't know how I pulled that off. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just I, like I I, I it, you again. I kind of became like a shaman at that point. I'm just literally I can play the shit with my feet, yeah. you know, and hammer it just because that it it gets it seeps into you and and it's it, just the drive of it. it there's just this there's just this hard fucking pounding drive to take this life and uh, you know like it's it's sort of it's sort of like it was nice and it was nice that that um uh, uh our you know our track further tonight uh where you know where the dead ship dwell i i, I it's, it was it was nice to 
get some derivative from that and, you know, like sort of pay homage, but not be that same thing. Cause you were saying like, I, you know, eventually, you know, some bands, you know, I, I'm not going to harp on the Deftones or anything like that, but you have to go the Chino Moreno drought. You have to go, uh, my God, uh, the, the guy from, of, of Mice and Men had to, had to, uh, uh take a backseat for a little bit, uh, just kind of like, bail out of the the absolute death growls you can't you can't keep that yeah, shit he's up actually he's austin is austin yeah completely out now because his heart's fucked up but well which is a shame but back to this um the the where the dead ships dwell the first time i ever heard the song was right before uh take this life which was the uh end of the concert they played where the Dev- dead ships dwell because that album had come out like two months prior or something in 2011 when I saw them at a May- Mayhem Festival in Pittsburgh. And the song, even live, even with, like, I mean, they were side stage. They by far didn't have the best set up there on the side stage. But it kind of blew me away in a different way because I could understand it was almost like he was singing to me because I have long fought with depression. I have long fought with mental illness and shit. And it kind of made me feel even then, uh, lyrically, like sometimes all you need with depression, sometimes all you need to realize is everything's going to end. Everything's going to turn to ash, but sometimes a change could be the peace of mind you're looking for and that hit me like a fucking brick and i'm like oh okay well change doesn't have to mean kicking the stool you know you could fucking just go do something else do a different artistic project you could go start a band you could start a podcast or something there's always creative outlets out there you don't have to just let yourself turn to ash you know sure this was a this was a a deep dive that i was like Oh, like over the moon to actually, uh, t- you know, to get into. And, uh, you know, the fact that it's, it, you know, we were, we got rained out last, uh, last week. So, you know, I've been chomping at the bit to do this show. There's, it gets to be a buildup, you know, for the, you know, for these tracks to talk about them, you know, yeah. to get them, to get them out. And this one, this one was one that I, I just, I was excited about just, uh, you know, for this, you know, for this band and, you know, to get to, to, you know, for their, for their track, you know, for their track at this point, again, a band that's been around pushing 30 years Christ, at this yeah. point. At this point, we're talking 30 years. And, yeah. And, you know, and I, this is late stage in flames. I mean, this came out yeah. 2011. So we're already two thirds of the way into their career so far. And, I chose this song because lyrically it just hit me in the chest, which is oftentimes like, I mean, we've discussed so many times you get the fucking music chills or you get the hit in the chest, you know, Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, this one's going on my playlist forever, you know? Yeah, there's, they are, there are just, there's a couple of tracks. I mean, there'll be tracks that just thump you, you know, and you know, they get that, they get the, the pulse moving, you know, they get the heartbeat a little faster and that's, sometimes that's all you need. You need a little shake. You need, you need that little pop. And I, I think, I think there's a, there's a handful of these tracks that they, that these boys provide, you know, uh, oh, you know, sure. we've already talked about a couple of them and that kind of thing. Uh, one that we haven't really like touched on we, yet is we converged on right before we turned the fucking recorder on. Yeah. We got to 
we got to talk about Alias. And uh, Alias like could have very easily been the choice this week because this one is right up there with me as far as like a it just makes you feel empowered almost like a hate breed song i don't know it how it does feel like a hate breed song like it's it's different but it also kind of feels like an empowered metal fucking just like an anthem it's like i am fucking worth it god damn it this is awesome you know yeah. like i it's it's not that this band isn't like didn't carve out its own sound or anything like that but if they were going to mold themselves in a way to where if they could sustain for 30 years, yeah, they've achieved that versatility and that sound. Like this is a band that if you go through the entire catalog of their music, you will not struggle to stay engaged. No, like you won't be able to turn some tracks off. You're not going to skip any of these tracks. You're going to hear them out for the reason that they were actually done. And Even if it's not your thing, I mean, I, I'm for real, like I'm finding a lot of parallels in talking about In Flames right now, as I did with Trivium. Trivium started very thrashy and they've become a lot more melodic metal. And it, I mean, it's I feel like it's very similar because if you listen to the first two trivium albums it sounds similar enough to the first two in flames albums that it's like some people would write off just harsh vocals you know and right. then then like when anders or matt would start actually singing it would drive away some of the more hardcore fans but it would bring in more of the mainstream fans which is frankly what a band needs to become uh financially viable you know yeah. The one thing I'll say, though, is um, if if there's uh, if there's a miss, uh, some of the some of their videos aren't the greatest. Like no. uh, uh, for I, like like Alias is probably the only like their video is the only thing that I don't like about the track. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, our, our uh, where 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 the dead ships dwell, it, it, that video is fucking great. And the video cut, I actually prefer the video cut uh, of the track maybe better than the album the album cut um we're and that's saying a lot because that's usually like blasphemy but yeah absolutely I'm, it was just more tight more as you said before um it, it took out the parts you weren't really in love with and it was like the first time that it you can remember a radio edit that was okay this is this is cut down pared down just perfectly you know yeah. It's it's just more succinct, you know. Yep. You get you get a uh, you you get a better grip uh, from this compact version. And again, the video is just so solid. My God, is it good? Uh, you know, we had a discussion off camera about how the uh, you know the 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 little girl that's playing uh, uh, the the lead in in this video, this the the lead, you know the protagonist character in the video. Uh, there's this like incredible like i mean even in in the androgyny of it like this you know this witness and this very very close distinction to anders at points whenever he's yeah it's almost like an effigy of him but and yeah. then, and then we were discussing well i think it's a girl but does it matter if it's it a girl because doesn't. at that age it really 
it really doesn't matter and it fits the words and it's like like you said the androgyny and all that like it none of that matters if if that's supposed to be anders it sold me if it's not it sold me i don't give a shit the video stands on its own and it was fucking awesome you know that's and it's, the, yeah that's the whole bit for the video it didn't fucking matter so like in life it didn't fucking matter so like it's just it all it's doing is nailing the track down and it it did that like it's it's crazy to think how a video that has some ambiguity like ambiguity to it actually adds to the song yeah and that's fucking crazy to think that like you have there's questions about it and yet i mean and again it's not it's not radio it's it's not the radio cut of it or maybe it is a radio cut of it it's not the album cut of it yeah and and like it's been altered like there's so there's these things that have been changed and i still like every tiny little bit of that version that track that cut and that video putting together with this band i mean and again like i said this track you know what this you we're like you said 2011 with this release right yeah, like man. talking yeah. about a 10 year old track man i mean yep. and, I, and it and still I, hits hard you know yeah i mean well, don't worry we're gonna get a little older as we usually do with my shit uh, uh in the second well, piece so well i'm uh, thinking next week i'm going even older we're uh I'm not going into 70s or anything yet, but it could happen <laughs> later. But yeah, I I have one that I think I might shock our fans, our listeners with what I choose. I might shock you. I don't know, but um we're getting to a point where we are almost ready to play the song, but I just want to compare and contrast to the Opeth song because to your point, I feel like the video is perfect. It was concise. It would cut it down, pared it down perfectly. Um, whereas if you listened to the last episode where we talked about the Grand Conjuration, they took a song that was, I'm looking again, 10 minutes and 21 seconds and made it like four minutes long and completely ruined it. But the video, I don't know if you watched the video, the Grand Conjuration, it was pretty neat, but they cut off some of the, uh, lyrically the words like mid-sentence and stuff it was just a baffling edit and mm. it made no sense and to pair off six minutes of a fucking song that frankly didn't need to be cut down it was upsetting so it was yeah. kind of refreshing to hear like when i watched the video a couple times when i was prepping for this episode it's like well they cut about a minute out of this but do i miss it yeah i got I mean, about I see about 40 seconds missed somewhere, somewhere around there. And, um, you know, and I think about like you brought up, you know, just like, again, you're, you know, at four, like with the grand conjuration, you're talking about you're sawing off 61, 62% of the track, the fucking track. Yeah. And, and that's, that's blasphemy. It was all about buildup and shit. And for them to cut it out, it was just offensively, bad idea at that point you know but i i I mean i i think that gets into uh promotional uh you know the the sort of the issue where um you know you want to lead with your strength but you know it also has to be what radio arable i guess but i mean who gives a shit about that if you're cutting out like again like 60% of the track. Uh, it's, it, it reminds me a little bit of like, if you watch, um, if you watch a, a, like an R rated movie on regular TV and they're, they fucking edit like a fantastic quote 
like I don't know, like training day. Like if Yippee Kaya, motherfucker. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, or if Denzel Washington as Alonzo from Training Day uh can't say King Kong ain't got shit on me. Yeah. Like it's just it's debilitating. Yeah. And and I, I just I mean, you know, maybe you know, maybe they should have took a better look at the uh you know, the logistics of the album, you know, like found something to to release you know or just i don't know like maybe make it a two-part track like uh like afi did with the leaving song oh my Uh, god man but that's another show isn't it that's a that's a whole episode i think uh here's a little bit of making of the sausage i think every 10th episode or something we should do a full episode deep dive of albums that you and i are both like enamored with like Sing the Sorrow, LD50, etc. And, you know, I don't care. I'm leaving this in because maybe it'll give people ideas of a whole album they would like to pitch to us at uh, dfcpod at gmail. If you have any ideas for a song or an album or something you want us to critique, we're more than more than happy to jump into it. Yeah, this is a cute idea. Um, by the way, got full fucking chills with the idea of every 10 uh doing this doing that kind of dig but uh i'm actually uh with my last couple weeks of uh uh quarantine sort of coming to an end here i'm actually looking into getting shirts and the only way if you want a fucking shirt is to actually email us at this point again dfcpod at gmail.com been in contact with the printer um this is happening sooner than later yeah so um i i you know i'm excited had to be a, with the prospect of that yeah it had to be a little limited hope you guys like steelers colors that's probably what we're going with up front so uh, uh my, my, all, they, my, all they got is black shirts and gold lettering so deal with that's, it that's all they got that's all they got and uh again learn up uh read read up on your latin you'll be just fine so it'll all be good but all right without further ado i'm gonna play this song and we will be back in a you with your song choice for this week which is equally fucking impressive i think this is gonna be one hell of an episode for people so we'll see you in a minute can't wait
<laughs> I, I forgot how to do this. Two podcasts, hundreds of hours of shit. But I uh, forgot how to podcast. Coming in hot. Welcome back to Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Uh, Jeremy and Derek tuning in. Uh, this is uh, supposed to be my block, so uh, let's uh, let's fumble through this. Uh, how do we feel about Rise Against here? Band out of Chicago, sort of pop punk, if you want to call them that. I'm... I am, I've never seen anything necessarily pop uh, from them past uh, or like uh, before 2014. Uh, you know, it doesn't, it does, the shoe doesn't fit. And uh, tonight. I never we, understood that classification either. Pop. Yeah. It's not very poppy. It feels just like he's got an accessible voice. Yeah. You know, like I, when I think pop punk, I think of uh, Newfound Glory. Uh-huh. You know, good Charlotte. That's, All American rejects. Yeah, A A R. Yeah, um, it maybe even on the outskirts, maybe something like Hawthorne Heights or something like that. You know, like there's. Although I loved their first album. Uh, which one, Hawthorne Heights? Yeah. Oh, we're we're probably going to get into them at some point too, because yeah, I I I never cared for Ohio's for Lovers, but they're. Uh, that they, was uh, their first one. What's the second one called? Uh, if only you were lonely. That one, yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, uh, cross me off your list is a definite hammer, and somehow they found a way to bury that at the tenth track. But uh, uh, Nikki FM is just one of those. It's uh, from the first album. It's just if if you're not getting chills, uh, unfollow our podcast that has no followers. Uh, at this point, well, I'm, well, I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking as a favor because you just need to be listening to that, to that album. Uh, uh, anyways, Rise Against, uh, le- uh, led, uh, led by Tim McElrath, um, really, really stand up guy, an active guy during the COVID-19 uh, situation that we're all involved in uh the guy uh the guy actually was part of a um a, like a sort of a a zoom like uh multicast uh, some of these some of these these uh there's some charity shit that's going on like i saw that uh like dirks bentley and and uh like i don't know like billy elish they're all doing like these these zoom con- concerts and that kind of thing and they're largely being funded by like proprietors like Verizon and you know the the, the cell phone companies for the free streaming and that kind of yeah. thing, and that's fine. Um, this was not street uh, like like streamed uh, by a, a, a mega core that's still profiting off of this difficult time. Um, again, uh, you know, uh, started in nineteen. What am I looking at here? Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Um, uh, largely, uh, you know, they kind of they kind of messed around on Fat Records for a little bit before putting out their first uh, their first EP. Um, is that No Effects's record label? Yeah, it is. Yeah, No yeah, Effects has never been my thing. No, they're. I, I look. I think Fat Mike's a character, but oh, yeah, this, for sure. And and uh, they always man, they always put out some great shirts. By the way, shirts coming soon. DFC Pod gmail.com uh but yeah the pumpkin draw book sure it's always great you know uh they're they're a little overrated you know just just not my thing if you're gonna listen to that kind of punk and that kind of thing branch out a little bit you know don't get stuck on them because that's a that that deep dig doesn't end up anywhere but um at some point uh after again after monkeying around on uh 
on a on on, on a fat records they they uh, they, they put out a, a, a they put out a, a an album in uh, they put out the unraveling uh in 2001 this is a full album uh it's okay it's very very raw it's super raw and yeah. uh and uh, revolutions per minute, uh, it was it was getting there. I I actually don't own that one. I have the unraveling. Um, again, it's okay. It's uh, I, I, revolutions per minute. I've I've streamed a couple of times. It's 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 not my it's not my bit. But uh, they hit they hit oil in '04 with the siren song or the counterculture. And I I'm not gonna lie. This is one of those albums that I I could have thrown a dart and picked the track off of here. Oh, but for sure. Oh, I'd, for sure. I could too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, you're like, because it, it just, I mean, it gets off so fucking hard. I mean, the whole, like the whole album is, it's just, it's just filled with fucking bangers, you know, like, like starts at state of the union, you know, again, another, another one of those, like, like those hard charging kind of, you know, just, just ripper of a beginning track, but like the, the energy st- Dicks and it stays and like i like I, you'd be like i don't i don't know that it really drops off until like 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 substantially till till 10 till you get to dancing uh, uh dancing for rain and that as a fucking soft track on heavy metal parking lot could absolutely fucking happen i mean we could end well, up doing... i was gonna say swing life away swing life away gives me the chills dude which is weird yeah. because yeah. like the fucking lyrics to it and just feeling what he's saying swing life away just fucking it, it resonates with me deeply you know and yeah. just just how like i don't know he's got that punk fucking scream going on usually but he can he's got the chops too you know yeah um you know and and i i stopped it i stopped the track three i mean i I, for for this this particular uh show uh i stopped it at a life less frightening and i I, again starts out like the first like the first track does sort of sounds starts out like like the first drops uh uh, track two starts Uh, you know it doesn't really deviate too much until you get to because paper wings starts a little slower i suppose um but a life less frightening always landed with me and it's just i think it i think it's where i acquired this particular track it was i was uh, uh i was staying uh with a family a very very close family uh, uh to my life um with being an only child and uh losing uh, lo- losing my best friend to a car accident i i ended up i, I was very I was very much a like once I moved out of my parents' house, like I had I had a lot of family that wasn't blood, and uh, it was it was a blessing in a lot of ways. And uh, you know, the one group that uh, once I moved out of my house and like this it was like the the, the summer of 2004, um, I, I started listening to a lot of the fucking music that started to shape my life. The Taking Back Sundays, the Used, the Hidden in Plain View. Um, uh, yeah, again, we talked about Hawthorne Heights, stuff like that. Uh, it, you know, even like to get into the poppy shit, like some 41 stuff like that. But I also got into things like, uh, um, like Kill Switch, uh, with, with, with Jesse leading it. Um, you know, it's a fix. I heard fixation on, uh, uh, fixation on the darkness the first time, uh, I, like a week after I moved out. And believe me, I got a lot of fucking boxes packed, uh, listening to that track. Fucking right. 
but uh yeah lifeless frightening is just is just a, one of those fucking tracks and it's I, I i could it's as easy as i'm talking right now i could just recite the lyrics to you guys um that are listening and i'm not gonna bother you with that uh this is my track but i mean i'm probably gonna toss it off here i think i've talked enough about this but um you know again like i said i know you were gonna maybe hit uh paper wings or uh i'm sorry not paper not, not i'm sorry uh, uh dance i uh, know uh, swing life away because of the 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 lyrical quality but it's up and down this album wouldn't you agree uh yeah Swing Life Away definitely resonates with me hard. The first song I ever heard by this band, Honest to God, was Give It All. It was either on Rock Band or uh, well, uh, fucking, what's the other one? Rock Band or the one you were talking about, Guitar yeah, Hero. Guitar Hero. Um, Give It All. I just remember belting those lyrics out and being like, this fucking band is definitely something I'm into, you know? And sure. um, But it was long after this album came out. I didn't really know this uh, band existed till 2009, 2010 or something when I had that I I think it's rock band because mm. I remember singing the lyrics to it. But, like, Give It All was the first song off this album I heard and I fucking loved it. Like, it just hits like a freight train right from the beginning you can just tell he's he's tired of the shit and he's not gonna take it anymore you know <laughs> well i mean and i i embraced a lot of that shit because i was at this weird crossroads in my life where like like i i i like i, I was newly um like single i was newly like i had a like i basically had the house to myself it was just me and my cat and we were just trying to figure shit out you know like he's always late with the rent whatever you know yeah. um you know i'm eating his food tuna whatever fuck it he's, <laughs> he's he's got an attitude no matter what i do but yeah. um you know i mean and it's it's funny you bring up you bring up that whole like 2000 like sort of like seven eight area too because <clears throat> they 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 released like like two fucking solid albums between 04 and 06. I mean, the, the suffer and the witness was another banger of an album, you know, prayer for the refugee showed up on guitar hero. We talked about that shit. I mean, they had three, just, just like from the suffer and the witness, uh, they had three, uh, three, uh, singles off of it. I never knew that a life less frightening was actually a, uh, a, a single. I, I, God knows I never heard it on the fucking radio and I'd be listening to that radio station. Now, if they had played that track when I needed to hear it. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, like what, what sort of lands is just, there's, there's this, I, I and it's probably not desperation. I'm not going to call it desperation. It's not, but uh, there's this, there's this sort of plea to like you know to just have this brief even if it's just a brief feeling of adequacy at times and like you know when you're going through a transitional time like in your life regardless of whether it's because you lost somebody or because um you know you're you know you're you're you quit your job or like whatever it is like like you need a little bit of reassurance that there's like fucking light at the end of the tunnel and i don't know why but this track fucking provided that for me and like i like to, so much to the point that like i'm again like i said i i spent a lot of time um with this particular family um, i brought my disc man uh I, that's uh the old mp3 players for those that were born after 1992 
But um, you only had one disc. I only had obtrusively big and they could skip on you and you yeah. know unless you had a just restrictively expensive cd player which i mean they still burned up double a's like a motherfucker <laughs> oh yeah well disc mans are why i didn't get over my stutter uh as quickly as i would have liked to because of the, sk- <laughs> the skipping tracks i i uh, i, 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 I <laughs> i'm not proud of that but um no and that's not making fun of you that's the fucking esp on those things were straight up trash because oh. they they just would not work very well unless you had brand new batteries and you sat completely still i remember taking them on bus trips to like i don't know the the smithsonian and the goddamn thing, I might as well have just fucking left it home because it skipped more than it played, you know. But that was just that was our way back then. Yeah, you know, and like I said, I could touch on. I mean, I I like to get into lyrics um, in the absence of of content. I've got plenty of content. It's it's just I, I've dropped a little bit of like actual human knowledge for the co for the co's position for tonight so like i like there's a couple parts of this of this actual track i'm not even reading this shit off of uh, off of anything right now um but uh, before bef- like shortly after the 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 breakdown of this track um there's a part where tim is just screaming at the top of his lungs is there a god in sight i'm sorry is there a god tonight an end in sight or is it empty just like me and wow like yeah what do you what do you do with that yeah. You know, you know, I mean, what like what if you have like if you're going through anything, what do you do with that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, What was it? Two albums later, I think two albums later is when I really subscribed to Rise Against when the song Savior hit the radio like yeah. nonstop 2008. Uh it was on their album called Appeal to Reason, Appeal which to is reason. another another solid album overall. But yeah. uh, Savior was all over the fucking radio. And I'm like, who is this band? And then I, yeah. you know, it, it, as I'm wont to do, especially in 2008, when all you got to do is get on Wikipedia and look into it. It's like, oh, they also have this other song that I love. So I guess I'm a fan now, you know, yeah, I, you get- and I came into it late but I fucking love it. So yeah. now, I mean, and I will say that once you kind of let your, you know, let your hooks kind of sink in, um, you, you'll be able to pick, pick up Tim McElrath's voice almost in anything he does now at this point. Like it, it, it's, it, I, I sort of hold it akin to like Dexter Holland from offspring. Oh yeah. Uh, or like, uh, or Anthony Kiedis, uh, you know, from the Chili Peppers, and you know, he's he's not there. He's not there with um, uh, Brandon Boyd from Incubus. Uh, he's not there with uh, with Chris Cornell yet. You're not. You, you don't have your chat your, your chops in yet, my dude. But um, you know, and again, one one more little touch. You know, like I said, if if we're not pounding it in hard enough, um, the. the the hook um for the chorus is i don't ask for much truth be told i'd settle for a life less frightening you know again what do you do with it you know it's if it hits if it hits it then you're listening until time stops it it hit then and just i mean look at it now look at it through that microscope now and that's fucking all i want that's all any of us really want is to you know 
have to stop wearing masks and fucking be able to go outside, go to the store and not be looked at as a pariah because you're trying to get essentials for your family, you know? It's definitely a very poignant song for the time being, you know? And I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have that shit already sort of farmed up. Um, I, you know, we made some shifts here, you know, to kind of capture the moment if we could do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we hope that we fucking, I mean, cause we're drawn pretty similar to what would, I guess, manage a close, uh, for this episode. But I mean, you know, we're, we're also, again, we're uh, hearts and minds, you know, like we're, we know that there's a lot of like unknown and in indecision out there. So, you know, if we can, if we can be lanterns, if we can be that light at the end of the tunnel, even just a fucking glimmer, you know, even if we home. can point you in the direction of the fucking lantern, because music has always been my lantern, always been your lantern. I suspect, yep. I mean, just through how many conversations we've had, our, our lantern in the fucking dark and the scary has always been music. And if we can point you in the direction of the fucking lanterns, I feel like I've done my duty, you know? Yep. So, I mean, these two songs tonight i feel resonate very well in today's world and i i feel very strongly that this was a good you uh you should go check these songs out immediately if you don't know them it, it's it's great to me that people cannot know songs that we hold so near and dear you know yeah, I do appreciate that we can dust off some of these because again, you're you're talking about a you talked about a, a nine and a half year old song. I'm talking about a sixteen year old track. So yeah, and they still know. hit. That's just the thing. As soon as you fucking carve it into uh, the data sphere at this point, it's it's just as poignant now as it was then. And. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's 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 crazy because I mean, it's it's hard it's hard not to kind of transport a little bit just because things are things are tough right now. So like, you know, you guys are sort of embarking on our own little trips to where we were whenever the shit was important to us, and that's why it's become so important now to be able to get this out to you. Um, and again, like I said, we're, we're going to try like hell to make sure that we're hitting every platform that we can. Uh, we hit some snags with, uh, with our YouTube, uh, from a couple weeks ago. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully we don't uh, run into the same snags with this situation. Um, but again, like I said, you got, you guys know where to find us at this point, you know, and it's all a learning process. And I feel like I say this every five episodes or so, but uh, I mean, we're talking about heavy times. We're talking about heavy songs. Just another opportunity for me to say that I, uh, my Facebook is wide open. Send me a message. Send a message to the pod. Send if you are going through a trying time or something, and you just need a pair of ears to listen. We're always fucking there. Please Absolutely. feel free because this is a frightening time, and we are all in this together. Sure, you know it's better to be. It's better to be. It's better to be numb for and to get chills for good reasons than bad reasons. And, uh, you know, we'll always try to point you in the right direction to get those good chills that make you forget about the bad ones, that make you forget about the ones that you don't really want to remember. So, yeah. you know, we, we hope that we did a good job of that tonight. That's all we really try to do. Let's just do a good job today and 
we'll start it over tomorrow. So, I mean, thanks for listening. And I think that's been Darwin's Family Crest tonight. Presents, yep. yeah, presents the heavy metal parking lot. Don't forget where you parked. And, uh, you know, don't suffer stupidity, boys and girls. And this is A Life Less Frightening by Rise Against. We'll see you next time.